1: Hey guys, Stacey and Christy here. How are you going? Hello. Uh, What's going on? What's happening? This is just a little, um, what do you call them? A PSA?
2: Yeah, a PSA, a PSA to let you know that Think A Girl, the podcast, uh, will be having a brand new face very soon and all of our podcasts are going to be living in one destination. We have very big news to share with you over the next month or so. So make sure that you are following and subscribing Think A Girl the podcast feed. Um, These episodes are going to go across all different feeds. Um, The link will be in the show notes of this episode uh, exactly where you need to find us because in maybe a month or so, there will be one destination. Yeah, but you're in the right place for that. You are. Mm -hmm. Well, you might be
1: because this is going to
2: go across a lot of different feeds.
1: And if you're not, you will be now. So just click the link in show notes because that's where we're going to be hanging.
2: Yes, and make sure you do so. You've got probably about a month to get your shit together. Yeah, love you guys. Love you. Now for the show.
1: Getting
0: ready because you are Blah, 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 blah.
1: It's that time of the week again. What does that mean if I'm addicted to my vibrator? (laughs) All the thoughts you're
2: thinking, but not saying. We are two radio chicks who talk shit on this podcast about thoughts you're thinking, but not saying.
1: we with so many amazing, so many inspiring, talented, hilarious balls chicks.
0: Better, better, here
3: I come. Coming up this episode. For myself and Steve, it was just really a friend. We just got each other. Yeah, it was, so- we, and, and it, and it, we just chatted. It was just about chatting.
1: Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hello, hello. It's Thinker Girl, the podcast with Stacey June and Christy Mercer. What's up? It's our summer sessions little bit you know i'm here too (laughs) hey guys
2: i hope you are chilling um and having a nice break like we are um this this podcast is to just throw back to the last the year that it was giving you our favorite moments um on the podcast and on the radio show
1: yeah um if you want the lowdown on what the dealio is for us in 2018 it's very very exciting we announced the thinker girls pod channel that's going to be launching jan 2018
2: Yes, that's right. Make sure you're subscribing to Think Girl the podcast uh, because that is where the pod channel will launch and there'll be more info on that on that next year. But it now, just enjoy. Enjoy back back backtracking. <laughs>
0: Number one. Stacey June
2: and Christy are here with you. Hello. A little, little more tired than usual, but we are here with you on our favourite day of the week. Yeah,
1: we are. We love a Thursday, especially when that involves Hanson. But I tell you what, we really have had to put our bodies on the line over the last day or so.
2: Absolutely. You may have heard uh, some discussion about an um shrine
1: Um shrine
2: We decided to launch when we found out Hanson were touring and we got you guys to send us all of your favourite memorabilia so we could put it in a shrine and present to them.
1: Yeah, and that all sounded well and good until we made a really, really big slash sad realisation last night on the show. And then that essentially then snowballed into a camp out in reception.
2: What's realisation? Well, that we didn't have an interview confirmed with them. Well, why are you keeping that as the clencher? <laughs> Like, it was like, are you going to tell everyone what that realisation was? I just didn't want to repeat what the audio was already going to say. Um, But, yeah, it was. It was sad. It was really sad.
1: Okay, here it is.
2: We promised you that we would show the Shrine to Hanson.
1: But the only issue with that being is the fact that they're coming in to talk to the big dogs at, like, 6.30 in the morning and they can only do the one interview at that time. Let's not pretty it up. They've just said no. <laughs> <laughs> to come through on our word, we basically have to camp out here and make sure that we're here very early in the morning when they rock up. So tonight we're camping in reception. We have to go now to go try set up the tent. Just be careful with where you're putting this stick, all right? I reckon we can do this. All right. Oh, are you clipping the bits on? What are you doing? Still... Ow! Oh, hang on, it's
0: coming
1: for you. Oh! Did you do on oh, mate. Okay, so do we have
2: pillows? Yes. Alright, so of course you go
1: straight to so the cushions before the hard work. <laughs> I mean, think this is such a good job. Alright, so let's get in there. Because I'm gonna go to sleep. We've just woken up people have sudden to get to work because we're um sleeping in
2: reception for hours. So we can have much sleep. Um, I feel like a bit of a
1: Weirdo. We've just heard that Hanson are coming through the door now. We thought they were coming through downstairs. <laughs> oh we're God. not. I have a concealer on my pimple. They're <laughs> Hi, it's nice to meet you. We've camped out for you guys. Hello. We're camped out for you guys. Hello. Um, you guys really. Hello. So this is this how you guys camp? Yeah, it is. Hello. How are you? Uh, okay. So a problem. Uh, we've just met Hanson and they think we're. F- they thought, they thought we were, like, mentally deranged. Like, they thought we were going to murder their children. <laughs> uh, we still have to interview them. Which is awkward, because they now think we're crazy, but literally... We the... were trying to make them think we were crazy, but then... The more you of... justify it, the more crazy you seem. Oh, dear. It was a really nervous wait in the tent <laughs> till they came down, and we knew that we had to do, like, a legitimate interview with them. St- Stacy June. Christy Mercer. This is The Thinker Girls. Number two. <laughs>
2: What you're looking at yeah, yeah. is our Im shrine of mm. our Thinker Girl posse, which are our followers, um, mm. have actually posted their favourite memorabilia in for us to show you wow. today. That's yeah, strong. so we've been
1: working on this for quite some time. So I mean, have you been s-
2: sleeping in the lobby this whole time? Yeah,
1: for three months. Wow. <laughs> No, actually, you, just tonight. You guys, things smell. To be honest, really? i prefer showers and lipsticks. So say, just tonight, just
2: generally not you my getup. You smell getter?
3: remarkably good for three months. Yeah, so? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we've be
2: too much to blow in your direction.
0: Yeah. <gasps> oh no, no it's, it's honest, no, minty fresh, like, uh, like a Mentos. No. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> There's no
2: morning breath
4: it's there. No, it's, um, usually it's how quite. How, it's how is quite
1: that horrific. possible? Yeah, it's quite horrific for me. It's just because you're just so
3: lovely. And yeah. it, just, yeah. it just comes out. You know
1: what's awkward? I've got one pimple, and I, I actually did bring cover up, but now I can't find it in the tent. I mean, you should be used to this kind of behavior, right? Like, people go batshit cray for you peeps. Mm. And
0: you have fans that,
3: yeah, they're camped out on the street. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, it, is, it's about music, it's about connection, and it's also about the connection community. between the community yeah. itself. I mean, yeah. you're talking about your posse. Yeah. I mean, the, the fans that have really stuck with us, I mean, they people, have their own posses. They have their own posses. And, I mean, yeah. that's that's something that's bigger than us.
1: Not only is you say your fans have been loyal and they've stuck with you. I mean, you've married one of them. Yeah, yeah. Isn't all that, three of us married that, one of them, yes. <laughs> hang on. No, 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 no. But That's how it rolls with Hanson, right? <laughs> <But is> that, <laughs> no, it gets weird. That's not real, is it? Because I know you have a lot of children no. all between you. But you don't. No. It's, no. No, but seriously. We, we met
3: all of our wives at shows
1: wow see this is the thing because stacy has been single for a really long time for like five years i was like really on the bandwagon of her dating listeners but there was this real fine line of her being like no what happens if they're a little bit cray you know so how do you sort that how do you sort that out yeah, how you, do you it, know you're, between you're,
2: the cray and the norm i mean really yeah. just
3: mostly go for hotness level and not really worry <laughs> about it after that <laughs>
2: Yeah. What are She's each of cool. your uh, partners' cool. Did names? She just
3: laughed just now. Yeah, my wife's name is Kate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's nice. And so
2: I remember because I remember when you got married to Kate and it was such a big thing. When you got married, it was like this kind of everyone saw you as these these kind of teenagers with us and then you were kind of catapulted to adult world and they we were, were all were like, oh my God, right we've all got to globe. grow up. Like, <laughs> this is such a big thing. Did you feel that from the posse, the handsome posse, that everyone went... Oh my god we're all gonna grow up eventually
3: yeah. i mean i'm sure there were probably some folks that were annoyed that we you know got married because it was, why would they be would, annoying they, well, oh, because, they said, because they were like oh, oh i was gonna you. marry that person just in some yeah. way or yeah no, but we never really got, I mean, <laughs> I, I, as far as i could tell we never got any like we never weird, catered weirdness to though yeah about that but yeah um, yeah well, i think it we was rather than
2: weirdness like, it was an elevation you kind of have this this Look, kind of bubble I mean, where it, you're teenagers and everyone was like, oh, right. So yeah, they've gone, gone real That's all happen. Yeah. That's happened. You yeah. guys are, you know. People are
3: still screaming for Paul McCartney. I think uh, Rock yeah. and Roll will survive. Yeah, <laughs> that Hanson got married. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, well people are still here. Okay. They've been
1: waiting out this morning. Like, they're almost yeah. as cray as yeah, we wait, are. Guys. Yeah? Hi guys. <laughs> well, this is the thing. When you guys rocked up, we were like, I was trying to justify that we were not crazy, yeah? And then I looked around and I was like, well we look pretty we look crazy. Mental. We actually look <laughs> full so, mental. Can I tell you this? Like se- there's a shrine, we have our knickers next to it because we've literally slept camped here. out all yeah. night. Yeah. Can I so, tell you
3: the secret? Um of I said course. it was in the eyes, but um you always know someone's truly crazy when they say, "I'm not weird" or "I'm not crazy." <laughs> that's
1: what we said.
2: And
1: that's exactly what I said
2: saying. I said when- I feel like when we left, we said we kept justifying, and it was making it worse. Because the more you yeah.
1: say that you're not crazy, the, the crazier the you are. The more I, you know. I felt like Angelina and Girl Uninterrupted. <laughs> I was like, I can feel my yeah, I can feel that. But anyway, can we show you the shrine? Like now that you, look, Hanson it here, looks beautiful.
2: Yeah, for their middle of everywhere 25th anniversary world mm. tour, Hanson.net is where you can check out uh, more details and follow their careers yeah. and uh, their music. More importantly, ready
4: here I come. missed anything from the Thinky Girls this week? Uh, your story. <laughs>
2: Don't worry. We've been waiting for you at
4: thethiggirls.com.au
2: to catch up. That that brings me into the next I'll kick this off now because c- the last couple of months has been all over the shop. I've for seen me. you gagging to get it out and I can't wait just to hear it out loud. Well, because I've been drinking a lot more wine and I've just really let myself bend a bit because I fell in love. Woo! Yeah, and I get it, and that it's interesting. Yeah, it does, and and I'm just about to get into back into a bit more of a routine, and because I, you know, you bring yourself in when you've got good discipline over a long period of time, you don't have to stress too much. You will get back there, because I I start to feel I don't know, I'm like yeah, I'm feeling a bit icky about myself. You know, I don't generally drink during the week, and I, you know, I do a lot of yoga, and I've kind of pulled back because I've been enjoying myself and been all just an absolute smiley, goofy, jelly. Loved up moron for like some some weeks. she has been so
1: ridiculous to watch, Michelle, and I think in <laughs> particular because I've only ever known Stace as a single Well, I've been, person. I've been single like, for five years and I and
2: I really, I got out of a, a relationship young that was really long term where I thought these are all the ways that you be an adult and then I went, oh, holy fuck, I don't want to be that kind of an adult where I'm just, you know, like 2.5 kids, a picket fence and, you know, a meat and three veg, like then I'm done. Like I just, mm. I was like, wow, that's not me. And so I, I got out of that and then for the last such a long time built my career and, and built myself, built myself into the person I wanted to be and built that person to then have ideas and values of what I wanted in a partner that was like-minded to that and I worked really hard and it's funny because I've you know it's it's interesting I used to say to you all the time Mercer I can't see people that have held off and come into success
1: with finding someone there were many people that you that you knew that a had yeah, had really just not settled because of this, you know, fear. There was like especially a as especially as females, I reckon. If if having kids is something that you that's really important, which it was, yeah, it of for course, me, yeah. It, it's a sca- like there is a there's a timer. Yeah, so people start, you know,
2: getting amongst things early, and because I wasn't also a person that had little boyfriends in between, I really was very very determined that the person I met. And at some points I thought, maybe this isn't going to work out. Maybe it won't work out that way. And I was open to whatever was provided. But deep down in my gut, I went, nah, I think I'm just going to hold off for for something special Um, and something that was matched and worthy of what I had become. You know, I really was very determined in that. And it was not cool. it wasn't just any old dude. And then I was set up on a date by a friend and she said he described a few months ago, it was almost six months ago, uh, he described the kind of person he was and what he was looking for and she said it was like he was describing you. It was like he wow. had said the character traits of you, Stacey. And she said straight away, my God, you've got to meet Stace. And then we didn't meet for a few, we didn't meet for a while and then um, – me, me and this particular friend. So the timing was really kind of perfect because mm-hmm. I got back from India and, you know, had just found myself in this place where I was just incredibly settled. And um, and yeah, and we went on a date. And then at the beginning, I was like, okay, it wasn't fireworks. It wasn't wasn't all this stuff like the Disney movies. But then there was something that that made me feel really drawn to him. I knew I needed to be in his presence. I knew I needed to be in his energy. It wasn't something that I
1: could understand. Well, it's funny because there's been so much talk over the last five years with that journey and on the radio show and the podcast and videos, etc., et cetera. Et cetera. And so many analysis so yes. much analysis. About in particular the spark and about when you meet that person and, you know, like do you kind of negate the spark if it means that it's somebody that ticks more boxes and all that kind of thing. But I when I first asked you how that how that kind of date was and when you met this dude, I got this sense and I've since told you this, that it wasn't really something that you could put your finger on, like you could you weren't really describing it, but I just saw this kind of you had this kind of cheeky smile where you're like, Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. But then I was like, And and you're like, and that's it. It, But every other time that I'd heard you go on a date, there was this analysis of what he said and what he did and then where do I go from here and he does this and he does that. It was different because you kept a lot of it kinda to yourself.
2: Yeah, which I reckon. It felt really personal. And I didn't speak about it on the show in a lot of different ways because our whole entire life is like a reality show, you know. So (laughs) I kept that really, really to myself. That's my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah your life is yeah. really. Yours Is turned did up you, a bit. Did you have a subtle spark or, Michelle, like Sorry, did you? Sorry, I, I can pull a trump card out of the <laughs> Yeah, you can. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, you actually really can, um, which I don't know if I envy or not because I don't think I do. But, um, but is it, was it a slow draw for you or was it like a spark or a friendship first, like, and you don't have to talk about your current relationship, but in that, what have you experienced? Has it been different for different people?
3: Yeah, t- completely. Of course it has been over the years. Um, and for myself and Steve, it was just really a friend. We just got each other.
1: Yeah. It so... was re-
3: and, and we just chatted. It was just about chatting, mm. communication. Yeah, it's interesting. And, it was, and that was it, really. The start. That was it. Yeah. It was, Yeah, um, yeah I think that, and that's something that we still have even now. Like we try to really talk to each other as as honestly as we can. And, you know, that means that sometimes we'll debate things or we won't necessarily always agree with each other. Um, But we always try to talk about it. And I'm I'm the world's worst for ever not being able to hold things back like I have to. If there's an awkwardness, I think I've got to
2: talk about it.
1: I'm shocking straight away. I I don't I yeah. to get it out. I'm the same.
2: Yeah. I'm exactly. How the same. do you
1: how do you then work with people that, that are that don't do that is as, he, as easily? Is he a person that holds
2: back a Because I know Christy is probably I a little am, bit more yeah. let's have a let's think about it and I think that my man is is going to prove to be a little bit more like this, whereas I'm like can we just address this right now?
3: <laughs> no, I've had no and you know, I actually have drawn a lot of um, good uh things from that insofar as you know sometimes it is better to sit back and just let things breathe
2: absolutely
3: um uh, and so that's been a really great lesson that i've you know got from from steve uh but you know at the end of the day i think at the you know once the dust has settled and you've maybe given it time to breathe and you can maturely and thoughtfully and generously and empathetically have a conversation around something that's important to both of you because you both want to be able to move forward.
1: Well, what I figured out together, through together. through so much of the, the conversation, Stace, that you've kind of brought to the table about really sussing out who you are and, and all the stuff that we did on air with eHarmony, with that big party and all of the videos, of sussing out what your values are, even someone that... I'm, yeah, we did this on the show yeah. about your values and thinking about,
2: Michelle, what your values are instead of what your type is and trying to re, refocus on that. But, and
1: it's yeah. funny because even as, as someone, like I've been with my boyfriend for eight years, never even... Kind of thought about that to do to sit down and sort that out and and he's kind of doing the same doing his own kind of self-work how um it surprises you sometimes what you write down and then what they write down and how the differences kind of complement each other in a way that you don't have to agree on everything or have the same complete interest that there are certain aspects of him that uh you know and vice versa like brought out in me that i don't have you know and that's a really nice thing too um, yeah,
3: I think it's definitely celebrate. Definitely celebrate the differences. Some people will say that if there's quirky, cute things that you love about them to start with, that you're going to hate in ten years time. I beg to differ. That yeah, keep <laughs> I it like interesting. I like to think that. I think that God, if I was going out with someone like me, I'd probably jump off the balcony. <laughs> so I want something that someone that's got different. Traits and that I can Different traits, I think, from. is
2: good. Similar values is good, though. Yeah. I think because those similar things values. can, yeah. Similar values can be, um, I guess, outplayed in different ways, and that's okay. But the values then allows you to be different, but you still come to a respectful place, I yeah, think. Even yeah, even if it's a different Absolutely. take. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. That's right. Now let's make
4: it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta, and Snapchat.
2: Yes, Gemma, the day is uh, talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying from the last 24 hours. It's my turn today. And yesterday, uh, we often have um, a Buddhist nun, Mm. Lachog, on our show. And I went off to one of her day courses yesterday on on Mm self-esteem. And it was funny because, you know, when sometimes you, I don't know, if there's a yoga class or some kind of day course or some kind of other thing that you find you're attracted to and you don't always know why. Mm -hmm. You kind of, I don't know, you see a flyer or a friend says, come to. This and you wouldn't always do it, but you go. I go to this stuff, but it's interesting why I end up at that. I was going to say
1: why self esteem, because that like is that like. Yeah, that surprises me that out of all of the different day courses that they would offer that you'd go, oh, yeah, I'll go to that one.
2: Because I think you can always learn. Yeah, okay. And I think um, I think a Buddhist way of self-esteem is going really to the core. Mm-hmm. And this is what was very interesting. And I wanted to teach everybody what I learned yesterday in four minutes of what the secret to having more self-esteem is because it oh, yes, please. blew my mind. She said... Everything you think of being able to build self-esteem, particularly in this kind of social world that we live in in 2017, is is quite misjudged, quite incorrect. That you should celebrate and butter everything up, all parts of your personality, add a spin of positivity on it because therefore, you know, you add love and light on top of everything. It's going to mean that things are great and you're going to feel good about yourself. Okay. Don't do that. Ah. She said, we're doing it all wrong. That is just continuing to avoid
1: and ignore our faults. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So when you say when we butter ourselves up and we make the good things better, we don't overdo that stuff?
2: She thinks we are overdoing
1: it. Oh. And therefore, because let's, let's look at it. That's the way
2: we're all trying to have self-esteem, right? Yeah. And it's not working. Because underlying, everybody's still feeling a little bit
1: or it's empty. it's like, I've got a new job or I've got a bikini body. I'll post a photo yeah. or oh, my trip to Mykonos on Instagram or whatever. I
2: feel great about myself. Yeah. I'm going to post this. Yeah, and I've yeah. been like this lately. I'm like, I've got great things going on. I'm not going to hide them. And whilst I think to some degree it's good, that doesn't equate to self-esteem. Just because you're kind of sharing that stuff and putting mm. it out there, looking like you're doing amazing, and you probably are, it doesn't equate to self-esteem. What does is addressing your faults. I never, ever would have put the two together. But she says the issue with faults and bad qualities about ourselves is we pretend they don't exist.
0: Yeah, right. I so do that. we're yep.
2: very, very quick to hide away our faults because we've told or we're taught that we should be aiming for fault-free lives, that everybody should be aiming to be a better person and that therefore we shouldn't have faults. She said, but that is actually impossible. It's impossible for you not to have faults. And the key is to be actually taking the power out of what having faults means. Addressing them, owning them, and then working on them. So And Im- therefore, if you do all of that, you feel better, clearer about who you are. You're not ashamed of your faults. So therefore, you feel like you're a better person. So
1: embracing the bad parts or the negative parts or the faults about your personality. Not, just, then-
2: not just embracing, then working on them. Okay. We'll you don't be- clock them, we'll but you've got to work on them. Will then
1: lead to more self-esteem because you're aware and okay with who you actually are.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. That does make a lot of sense. (laughs) So I I just quickly want to say to everybody, I'm aware that sometimes I'm not a great listener. I fluff over things and finish other people's sentences and I'm going to work really hard at being better at that. Well, that's a very good thing. It's not my strength, but I will work on that.
1: Yeah, self-esteem. It's
2: okay to have faults.
1: Yes, and it's okay that you're not a great listener all of the time.
2: Yeah, I try though. Yeah. I'll try harder.
4: You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. I was thinking about, you know, I, I've been getting us and you're talking about that you do all these interviews and people don't really ask you deep questions. And I've been, I've been talking about my new song, Not Too Late, and what it's all about. And, you know, it's on the surface, it's about starting over. It's not too late to start over again. But really when... When Mm. I wrote this song, there was something deeper that I was thinking about and people that I was thinking about when I was writing it. And, you know, in our lives, we all have to face huge decisions and and big challenges and and big hurdles that can sometimes be pivotal moments in our lives. They can set us completely off course Mm. or bring us back into line. Mm. And they're terrifying. Those times are terrifying. And when I was writing this song, I was thinking about my own um it's not too late we're talking about mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I was thinking about my own struggles and and but but mostly I was thinking about a friend of mine who is in a relationship with somebody who he's kind of been with for about 5 years and um initially their relationship was great and you kind of started to learn about this guy that he'd been in rehab yeah. in and out of rehab when he was younger with pretty heavy drugs I think it was I think it was actually heroin mm-hmm. so it was really hardcore and he'd kind of found his way out of however lost he was and and was had I think he'd kind of dealt with his demons but they a couple of years into their relationship they were having the time of their lives but all of a sudden I think he started his demons were really fighting to mm. kind of come to the surface and come mm-hmm. out and um he and it's what people don't understand as well I call them
2: demons too
4: Yeah, cause I think it's not it's not choices no, no. It's and and, and it, it's, it's kind of hard as an outsider to, to watch somebody go through that. If you mm-hmm. haven't had some, I've never had somebody close to me that's struggled with it or gone through it. And to start with, even just as my friend would come to me and talk to me and I'm going, mm. well, he's just, he's just being a.
1: Yeah he's being a we're just
4: telling to stop
0: yeah, yeah. We'll why just can't give he stop? it up the party days yeah. are over the but, days you know but it yeah. came
4: it came it started to become really clear to us that it it wasn't just he he wasn't just wanting no. to drink all the time he couldn't help it and he's really st- struggling and to watch their relationship just deteriorate and just absolutely fall apart was, it's heartbreaking because my friend himself is, is quite lost and he's, mm, of course. um, he struggles himself with things and, but he's trying to be the one, the glue that's holding this relationship together with somebody who's not even putting in any effort. And, and
1: it's, it was. I think that in itself is such a hard thing too to watch because your friend is obviously trying to help his you know, his partner go through what they're going through. But then also sometimes that means you forget to look after yourself. Totally. So watching him, not only, you know, like see, you know, his, his other half and the person that he loves go through that, but then also forgetting to care for himself and caring for the other person. Yeah. And
4: then he goes into a downward spiral of his own miserable, but the thing like he, he got to a point where he just, and you know, how much can you fight for someone who doesn't want to be fought for? How much can you, um, try to make something work or try to help someone who doesn't want to be helped. And he really just, he, he, he has been struggling so much with it and you know, they've, they're married. So when you get married, you make a vow for better for worse and sickness and in health. And you want to be there for that person. And he also knew
2: that I think you've got that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is amazing in itself because your friend sounds like an incredible person. There'd be so many people that would just walk. You yeah. know, the second they found out, God, you've been in, re-, you know, yeah. walk the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you then choose your life to be completely about, you know, instability and all the kinds of things that come with addiction.
4: And absolutely sidelining your own happiness yeah. for years and years and years to try and help somebody. And so he's, when, yeah. But
2: not too late, did, did something come back? Like how, the song from this story, is it kind of like
4: a plea almost for him to know it's not well, I kind of took it as, as as a hopeful thing that hoping, you know, because my friend has been holding on to hope that one day his partner's going to turn around and, and everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and that something's going to click mm-hmm. and it's all going to fall back into place the way that it was and, mm-hmm. and be as great as it was before mm-hmm. But and that was at the point it was when, when I was writing this song but now it's it's actually gotten to the point where it's over for the two of them and he's kind of it's 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 scary because that with with addiction it's it's such a deep struggle and you know you don't he he doesn't know if he's going to come home one day Mm. he doesn't know if he's going to get a phone call and and be told he's in the hospital he's a he's about to we're about to let him go you, like every single day he mm. wakes up with that burden and it's it's absolutely broken him and he, this person that used to be vivacious and loving and caring and giving mm. and the life of the party is now a shell of of who he used to be because he's it's almost like he's lost himself in trying to find his partner and it's just mm. it's, yeah it's, and
2: I I'm a daughter of um of yeah a form of addiction. Mm. and as a uh, you know having that person in your life is something that is just constant instability. yeah, not you, it can go, it goes it can also have thoughts where you go to the dark place, but when it's functioning and when things are on the outside pretty wh- good and and for years at hand, things can be really good. you know mm-hmm. that's the thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't understand with addiction. It, you don't get cured like yeah, it, I think it's, it's something there, in your yeah. personality yeah. i i have an addictive personality and there'd be you know like addictive personalities everywhere we're not yeah. calling it what it mm-hmm. should be you know and often it wasn't really labeled the way that it was because you know that we've spoken about so many times on the show this idea of um you know an addict or an alcoholic or these kinds of pictures that people put on means that you're homeless with a brown paper bag on the street that's not what addiction looks like it can be everybody amongst you at work people that are great people because they are it's not who people are yeah it's a it's an illness it's It's an illness yeah um so the kind of idea that i it's interesting because um i've worked really closely with this person and we're very good mates and um and it's But it is that kind of setting boundaries and having an idea of going within and trying to build your worth to know what your worth is first and foremost to be able to continue to have them in your life because otherwise it's just a one-way street a lot of the time and to be able to say no and put boundaries up because I think when I learned that putting boundaries up and kind of not always answering the phone at certain times of the night or you know, not being sure. Does that at first I, um, feel
1: hard? Because from the outside you could feel s- almost selfish in doing that? Because oh, it's
2: it's not just
0: hard. It, it would be heartbreaking because yeah, you want to help.
2: Yeah, mm. and you also don't know the result. You don't know by that one yeah. call or that one kind of thing. What you don't means. really know what's going. Mm. And as much as it might not have ever been, you know, evidence to be that dark as your friend has gone through, you never really know with people that suffer from addiction. You would never mm. really know what day are they in today, yeah. you know? And yeah. you can still have someone that's been five years completely on the right track, but there's always, especially as a child of it, there's always this like uh, rockiness and instability mm. yeah. that you have that you you never know anything for sure. Because
4: there can always be a a, just a, mm. a trigger that, that gets flicked and... Mm. Progress is just out the window for a yeah. while, you know. And so
2: it is. It's the, yeah, setting up those boundaries and and I think oh, what I've learned is setting up the boundaries has been the best thing ever because I've been able to be there better than I can romantically. I don't I don't know how yeah, you know. Yeah, be I think so about it's family so because hard. you can kind
1: of you can switch uh, off in a way. You can kind of switch off because
4: you're not necessarily living with them. Of course, I think mm-hmm. with a partner it would be so hard because. I just think about the the stories that my friend would tell me about waking up, and he would literally go out into the the living room and there would be blood everywhere. oh my God, and, and not know
2: how he would just yeah. find
4: him laying in a pool of blood somewhere because he's got he's gone out, he's bought five bottles of vodka, oh, he's smashed them. And he's just tried to destroy friend, this house and himself. And you, as a in a in a relationship, it's hard to escape yeah. that. And you can't not answer the phone because they're right there. And it, like it, I, I don't know how he's been able to, to cope with it. As a friend, yeah. how do you
1: how do you support that? Because. It's so You're hard. You are thinking of your friend first and foremost, yes. but then a
4: lot of his because my friend is like my family now. Yeah, but you then know? a lot
1: of his happiness would come from seeing his partner happy too. Totally. So then, and I've seen, I've seen how
4: when they first got together, my friend just became this the yeah. happiest he's ever yeah, been in his yeah, whole yeah. life, and now he's the most miserable he's ever been. And as a friend, I to start with. I didn't quite understand that addiction was something that that he had been dealing with. Mm. I didn't I thought it was just a, a new thing, but it wasn't yeah. until kind of a year ago that he really told me, "No, he was he was like a heroin addict when he was 18." And to hear that it, it kind of changed my approach anyway because I was constantly like, "Get out of there. He's he's doing nothing but destroy your relationship and he's Sabotaging everything that you guys have kind of and built it's so together, hard because and the, you know, but now it you I it's you have to so be a lot sh- more sensitive now yeah. because there and is and he's
2: a person
4: totally and no it's complex. one
2: chooses mm. to live no, their life no. like that. No. no one is going. If I have a choice today, I'm going to smash five vodka bottles and end up bleeding for no. my partner to find me. Yeah, no one is choosing that.
4: No, and I think the thing the thing with him is is that there there are. It, it, there are there are really deep seated issues that he really hasn't dealt with yet, and yeah. that's why he's turning. He's turning to to alcohol and drugs that's to, right. to to, that's to deal with the emotions, with, yeah. and he's not getting the help that he needs. And you know they live in America, and it's, it's it's even harder to have. I think in Australia, mental health is is so much more of a priority for mm. our citizens, but in in the US, it's. You kind of just get swallowed up by the the system over yeah. there. I can't even
2: imagine because even with the stories that I've been telling, like it's never got to a, it's never at a, anywhere near a point where someone's in a pool of blood. Yeah. But then also, I think in this country we have this really subtle alcoholism thing that mm. is completely full and rife of addiction, mm. but it's very accepted. It's very yeah. much accepted well, as a way like of a part of, life. of culture
4: here. Yeah, yeah. And the, the binge drinking. So is.
2: when you look at some stories, which a lot of the time in my situation people. Would look at it and go. There's nothing wrong there. Like, are you mm, joking? Like, on a Saturday and get yeah. smashed. Yeah. And like, and he might, you know, what do you mean? Like, oh, my parents were like that. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm calling it because I want, I want the truth. And I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to just turn a blind eye when, and it's, it's hard also in the subtleties. That's of, the hardest of part, though, because it's not as hardcore as some yeah. stories. But the subtle, the subtle stories are.
1: It's the subtle, I think it's the subtle consistency of it. And as somebody that's struggled with addiction, Mm. I um, have spoken a lot about on on the radio show and on this podcast about really having a lot of demons when it comes to alcoholism. And, um, you know, and, and I'm a blackout drunk. So, I mean, never to the point where I'm waking up in a pool of my own Blood, but mm. I reckon maybe I don't know one in three, one in four times where I would drink in a social situation. I would wake up and have absolutely zero memory of what I did, who wow. I spoke to, where I was, and it's just fucking. And terrifying. is it just? A,
4: is it just? A, you get past a certain point, yeah, and then always it's just it's all out war with
1: the with, with the bottle. She, and you know at what that point time, is that? It's... Like you said, though, I think. And it's not even not until I started working on it, and I clocked over twelve months uh, sober, yeah. not a not a sip of alcohol. About uh, I think maybe five weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's and, amazing. Good on you. Yeah, thanks. I think. Um, but I do think what you said earlier about your your friend's partner not really having an idea that these are underlying issues that you're not dealing with, so then it's coming out to play in other areas and people
2: have different demons yes. so it's alcohol it's gambling it's work yeah you, you know it, it's sex. food
1: yeah there's so food. many different yeah. ways awesome. but until you start looking at it deep i was like i i remember i've spoken to states about it over years going oh well you know and can you you were the one that you're like maybe this is something that maybe there's something going on that is so subconscious you know, that it's not like, oh, I was crazy bullied as a kid or my parents didn't love me or, you know, these. It can be the tiniest oh, little thing. But things. there was so much underlying and it wasn't until I started going to a therapist and really delving into because like, I've got a good life. I've got a partner of what like eight and a half years. Yeah. I'm all right in a financial position. I love my job. I've got a good family. I've got no reason to have these issues with alcohol. I just think I have one too many and then I go over the edge and I become a bit aggressive and I wake up and I don't remember anything. And yeah. Surely there's nothing else. But it's a when you go deeper and deeper in those elements of kind of self-worth and not trusting yourself. And And after being sober for a year, there was this element of me where I was like, shit, there was this fear where I thought I was almost scared to drink again. And it was such an amazing exercise over that 12 months because it taught me so much about... Um, self confidence and self worth and there are a lot of the things that I struggled with mm. being in social situations and feeling a bit uncomfortable yeah. feeling a bit out of sorts and feeling as though I had to be the party friend that was a bit wild so mm. I would drink and is to that why compensate? you would take the drink so that and you, that's you could feel why. that confidence? Mm. that's why mm. because I imagined that my friends wanted to, me to be that person no they didn't that and- was terrible but um, on so 2 weeks ago I had the I had a drink Yep. For the first time yep. in, in over a year. And And it's shocking. I think everyone because it because it was being this
2: big journey yep. and then Chrissy had said on air, I'm an alcoholic, I am a binge you know, yeah. it's all defined really clearly in ba- in in um what's the word? It's all defined in the way these things are. It's all very uh categorized, I should yep. say. So yep. if you've called that on air, yep. then it's like and you've well, that t- you're, given it you're never drinking again, but that like was that, a, And yeah. if you do, you you're you're fucked. There you're was tri- so like, I was
4: like I was like oh, I tried vegan for a month, and then now everyone's like, "Why are you eating meat?" I'm like, "Oh no, I just said I was going to do that for a month." It's there the same. You can't mind. It is yeah.
1: crazy. There was so much pressure on the day, so it was grand final day. I was in Melbourne with my friends, right, and and I'd said to myself. And I journal every night and I was reading back through because it was like the, reaching out one year Have was you a big thing. Journaled? Right. Yeah, uh, was it In after? the last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, through working this through this stuff. I've yep. just found it super therapeutic. It really is. And I, ju- and I uh, we'll had be been able. writing it <laughs> soon where I was like coming up to a year and I was – because everyone would ask like, do you think you'll ever drink again? And I was always I like, oh, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. I'll get to that. But then my – I don't know, My I reframed the way I was thinking about things. I was like, I'll have a drink again at some point, just not really now. Yeah. And then it changed to, I'm just going to get to the 12 months and then I'll kind of reassess. And it's, I didn't want to put pressure on it to be like, maybe I'll make it this big occasion. Like where party, maybe I'll I'm wait having to, a drink. Wait Chrissy
2: is so internal. Oh, what I realised, so... the last
1: few
2: days even, like we still learned so much about each other, but as we were, I'm like, <laughs> <"Bleh."> Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. And I'm like, See, I feel it? so exposed. I, like, that's because I, you fucking know what is going no, on in my head. I have no idea what's going on in but yours. But I really
4: relate to that. I'm a lot like that too. I internalize everything. Yeah. Everything. And I think that's just like, it's amazing as you get older, how much you start to learn about yourself when you can actually, and I was going to ask you, did you know that you had that problem, that you, that that it was a problem to start with? Because like growing up, you, the way that you grow up and the way you learn to deal with things and you, you, um, Protect yourself unknowingly mm. as a kid, mm. um, and and you become someone that internalizes and things. And I'm such an avoider too. I, I mm. confrontation. I but- will walk away from everything. I will like back out of a conversation if it's uncomfortable. I don't face things and. I, I really relate to, to that you internalise everything. But yeah. from the... It's
1: just... I think I knew. So then when she drank,
2: it was like, what? Because there'd be no Do real you know talk what? of it. Do you know how... She thinking she'd drink again. I so felt... had a beer on Saturday. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, I wow. felt... And I was like, good for you. And I, I'm i intuitive, so I'm also like, hmm. I read her like a sister. Like, it's yeah. crazy. So I, I thought you would, but it's still a shock. Like I felt working we'll so
1: nervous, stuff. so... and and guilt is a big thing that i've had to work through a lot also yep. where i almost felt like the next day i'm like do i make an announcement do i tell my do i tell my family uh, i'm like oh i had a drink like and that's something i'm like that's my old way of thinking, where I'm like, no, this whole exercise, this whole twelve months has been about getting in a place where you trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have like I'm accountable to myself, and I know I'm in a good place. And that whole entire mm-hmm. day, I was toying with I'm so, as I said, so internal, and that's why I just stopped drinking for a while because the self dialogue was fucking exhausting. Mm-hmm. Do I have a drink? How many have I had now? I'll have a beer because you how did much at the longer? beginning try to Yeah, pull and I back. tried and she, it didn't work. And how, she, how she tried to, how pat, do she tried do, to pull how back. How how many drinks did you have? I had four drinks. Yeah. But even. And, ha- then, and what in your head, what's going on? So I got, and and the whole, but the whole thing, I was like, all so it was all day. So I'd been out from midday and it was at 10 p.m. that I mm-hmm. had a had a beer. So that entire day. And I just thought, every time I was going to the bar, I would just, as I have been doing for 12 months, oh, everyone's doing rounds. Oh, can I just grab a soda water? Or I'll feeling frisky, I'll have a red bull. And then Woo! I thought, well, next time I go to the bar, and if I really feel that again and I want to have a beer I'm just going to order it and I'm I'm going to be okay because I'm going to be okay. I trust yeah. myself. I've done the work. I don't have one sip of booze and then automatically go back to where I was a year and a half ago. Yeah. No,
2: and you also need to explore. Like I think everybody, what we live in, and my kinesiologist said behind endometriosis, I'm going through that at the moment, was that women live in excess, so it's mm. all or nothing. We oh really my God. struggle You're my language. Totally. with the balance. Yep. And it takes so much more courage and strength to kind of play around and yourself. try and find that balance. What, you might not be able to maybe you'll have a blowout
1: you'll go back you're you know you don't really know but that's how i felt in a way i felt like avoiding alcohol altogether and i know there's been a lot of justification over the years so for me it's really important to separate what is justification of shit behavior and what is actually being truthful and i thought that if i i i was hard yeah it's full on and i think living and continuing to be sober out of fear because it's all about, mm. like, you can have the same external, like, you can still be sober. But if the reason I'm sober is because I'm, I don't fucking trust myself, and I'm so terrified. Yeah, that is also not a great place no, to be in. No, because that can and also fall away I'm, very easily. And I'm not trusting myself, and I'm in a place yeah. where you like, you can't have a drink, otherwise you'll well, revert all the way back. It's kind of self-sabotage, and that, a little but bit, that's but yeah. that's where I started to go a bit. Where I was like, if you, yeah, it's the all or nothing thing, mm. right? And then I was, I was sober for a little while, knowing that I. Pro- Knowing that I was doing that out of fear a little bit, so I ordered that beer and I held it for about five minutes. And my friend said, "You oh, sure? Shitting myself. You're right. We I know got, right. We got yeah. two oh, wow. Coronas. I was and genuinely I was looking it's so like, lol at the Corona. Like that I, it was a Corona. I was looking over. <laughs> I was Like, what'd you get like? I you got got a like beer. Did you get a pale yeah. ale or yeah, something? I got it, yeah. a freaking Corona. Like, and I was Quite like, refreshing. I was very looking, refreshing. Did you did have any lime in it? it? Yeah, I did. I had a lime. Okay, great. I was looking over my shoulder because I was thinking. I feel now such a responsibility after sharing, you know, this whole journey yeah, on that's air. True too. Where I thought, what? Yeah. A, I thought, do I have to say out loud on the radio show that now I'm going to drink, in case someone sees me sees you out and then, then calls takes you a photo out for it. and then says you're a liar? Yeah. And, I, and it, w- it was a moment where I was like, nah, you got this. This is okay. It's your life. Because if you're making it, it's if it's an if it's a you
4: thing and it's a you decision and a choice that you're making for yourself. Not for everyone else, not thinking about everyone else, and if you believe that you've got that under control, you don't have to feel that guilt of that's what oh, right. what if what mm. is someone going to think what is what if what if somebody takes that photo and what if someone calls me out yeah that you've got to kind of that guilt must be
1: and i and I didn't feel guilty. I yeah, felt awesome. really good, empowered. I had, almost. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had like four sips, and I felt tipsy. Well,
2: really? Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was like Jesus. Yeah.
1: It was. So you had two Coronas, and you had four Coronas in total. I had two Coronas, and I had two Gin and Tonics at the other place. So, yeah, a so Gin and Tonic yeah. would
4: have me on the floor crying, even just one. Really? Yeah, you got to be careful yeah. with Gin. Yeah, that's right. But so I was loving Gin, but
1: right I now. was like <laughs> spacing. Just let me tell <laughs> you, yeah, yeah with yeah. an IV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So that was over the space of from ten to too so i was like in my head i was like i had one drink an hour and that was still everyone was in the thick so that in the thick of it like so you're still saying nah i'm good i'm okay and i still for a few rounds got a soda water yeah and you've got to be careful you know because your girls your girls are big drinkers They big drinkers so and they can handle their alcohol too yeah
2: so could i um when i was there like (laughs) it changes i think as you get older because i'm a little bit older but um the interesting question that you were asking before he was um about how do you how did you did you did you always think you had a problem or how do you know or did you think because it was interesting because of a a kid of addiction i think i came i i would over analyze myself so Mm, when i would drink look i had definitely episodes and carried on and moved to london and would just smash myself silly but all of those instances were me trying to find my boundary with it and, and exploring, yeah. and I was obviously in an environment, big family, big drinkers, love kind of a good time, love a dance, all that kind of stuff. So it was it was so hard to find the balance of going, I am not my, um, you know, I am not the same as yeah. this particular family member, um, and I also don't have to, hi- like, hide. Like, I, it took yeah. me a really yeah. long time to be able to get an understanding of who I was in that situation because yeah. you can't you everybody go well, I know a lot of, most people have gone out and gotten blind and fucking hated themselves the next day. Yeah. And then I'm like, does this mean I'm like Yeah, Am you I know, like, um, yeah. yeah. Well, my
4: I mean my my own family as well have I, I grew up and I don't have an addictive personality mm. and, but so I, I sat back watching. I feel, I feel my so, family. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh, so Yeah. I'm so, I mean, I feel very lucky because there are so many people in my family, but I, you know, watch my, my parents even just partying all the time. And I grew up, I know that feeling of resentment and watching them and thinking you're in an embarrassment mm. and I hate mm. what you're doing and I hate the way you're acting. And I hate the way that you forget about me when 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 You're this often. is happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I hate the way that this makes me feel, and there's there's all of those feelings, and I remember that they were so strong growing up, and I think I had a real issue, you know, in in my late teenage years when I was kind of becoming a woman and and I was really coming into myself, I, I had real. Problems with with the way that they were living their life, and yeah. did that
1: make you go the opposite? It totally did. See, my brother I watched, went that way, yeah. and I,
2: I went. Oh, but this is cool—the life of the party. I went. No, and that I'm way still the bit, life yeah. of the party. Like yeah, I have yeah, a drink yeah. and all yeah. of that. But
4: I watched the way that they like drugs are just not. I can't. It's it's too. It's. I have a really grossed out attitude towards yeah, drugs yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot of it in my life. Yeah. But I grew up watching. My family and saying I I never ever want to be like you mm, and I and mm. I I think that's why when I even when I drink of course we all have our nights where we go yeah, out and we get yeah, hammered yeah, yeah. but even when I drink I never get most of my friends I think they've only ever seen me twice get to that point where I'm the messy one I'm mm. never the messy one I'm mm. always together. You, are you
1: always you so you don't like that feeling of being out of control? I just don't like I I. It's, it's less, it's
4: more that I don't ever want anyone to look at me through the eyes that I ever looked at, mm, you right. know, my mom and my dad when they yeah. were mm. getting hammered. And I just, I like to be in control. Yeah. yeah. I like to, I like to still be myself and yeah. still be able to have a sentence. And and I think as well, because when I go out, there are people that come up to me and they want to take yeah. photos yeah. or they want to talk That's to you. That's another and I don't, element too. I never want to, I never want anyone to walk away from meeting me going, oh, my
1: God, And I'm she's a, a bit trash the same br- like
2: that <laughs> with yeah. even
4: people that might not
2: reco- – like, no one's recognizing me, like, they're recognizing me. But my point is I think I also ha- um, grew a little bit more dignity too. It was like this kind of – I like to go out and have a uh, – like, I fucking will argue and have great, robust kind of conversations with the next person. Yeah. But it's also – there's something nice on the weekends where – it's just nice to also sit in a bit of grace mm. and be totally. a bit of chill, like I rather than it, it being so. But hard as you get older too, here. do you
4: find that you like? I just want to have drinks at home. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I don't want right to go. Lies. I don't. I, I, I don't do? remember the oh last time <laughs> I went to like a bar. I'm into it. It's I'm too... so
2: into it, and I fought it for so long, especially when I was single. Yeah. I was single for five years. Yeah, and you, you love the Saturday night. You can't just stay at home. Oh my god! Saturday night. I felt like I couldn't, and then I would to Christy, I stayed at home on Saturday night by myself, had pasta, a glass of red wine, and was in bed by ten thirty, yep. or even in bed by twelve, and watched whatever I wanted. Yeah, it's kind of like, the best. Sometimes. It is like a fucking. something I love it.
4: Oh, I mean, I, that's that's oh. when I got really like. And I love I having people over, still. When, like yeah. when I got really fat, it was when I was single and I was just at home eating like all the pizza. I would order <laughs> all of the pizza. no, I would I would like order I would order like three large pizzas and then I'd get through the second one and be like, eh, I don't really feel like pizza anymore. Maybe girl, I'll have girl, some Ken, Thai. Yeah. Then I would order I would order Thai and they would ask how many people and it was six people. It was six enough for six people.
2: What the fuck? But it it's just for you.
4: That's, yeah, that's, that was just me. Uh, Enough well, for me. Well, we
2: might have people. to do another episode on food. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, that's next week, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We start a new podcast, Getting Deep with Ricky Lee. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> There's a real market for
4: this shit. <laughs> I'm serious. Were you part of this convo and want more? Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au. Gonna move
0: the
1: to Next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. I think that we are more disconnected than ever. And so, you know, through the live stream, I just wanted to show, um, you know, that it's not all a bed of roses and that um, it has got its ups and downs. But maybe if people relate to me, they can dream as big as me. Thinker Girl, the
4: podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and
1: Christy Mercer. Hold
4: up.